You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Mixology After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Mixology After Show. <laughs> I love it. Hi, guys. I am your host, Candy Bonrostro, for the after show for Mixology. And I have a special guest tonight joining me. I don't know if I'm a special guest. I'm uh, <laughs> a special co-host. I mean. I'm, uh, I'm filling, in for, filling in for my man, Stefan. I'm Stephen Lemieux and Miriam, of course. I can't fill Miriam's shoes, though. She's amazing. Yes. I just totally dissed Stefan, I guess. Oh, <laughs> no. they're both amazing. You're great, guys. All right. Uh, but yeah, Mixology. Mm-hmm. Episode 12. No, that's that's the wrong show. (laughs) No, no, no. We are in episode 5. And this week it covers Fab and Dominic, their backstories. Yep. It was a good episode. It was kind of funny. It it just had those, like, kind of subtle things that are kind of true about a bar. You know, you don't want to try to pick up anyone around the restroom. Like, that doesn't, that's not appealing. No. Yeah. You you want a table. You don't want to be standing also. I mean, that's true. So you want to you wanna go through Dom and Jessica first? Yeah, let's go through Dom, Jessica, and um, Fab, because they have that little competition with Dominic, the bartender, who can get him. And it turns out that Fab did win, but in the end, of course, he played his music and it was awful, and she was over it. In the end, everyone loses. <laughs> yes. Which which goes back to why we played the, sac- the sexy sax man, yes. because... There's way too much sax. And I love that he's playing guitar in everything we see, and then his whole music is... Yeah, sax <laughs> it's depressing. Terrible, terrible, like, 70s, 80s sax music. You know, I love how Fab, you know, she got up and she walked out, and she was like, okay, how long have you been at this music thing? And he's like, oh, you know, two weeks. And she's like, uh, really? I've been at this my entire life, and I still fail. And he's just like, oh, okay. Well, the same goes. The same goes for. I mean, what they were doing was they were tying their stories together as these two. These are two characters who are after the same goal. They both have artistic goals that they want to accomplish, and when they connect, it's they're connecting on. Oh man, this is somebody who kind of I can connect with. They've done. They've worked hard for their dreams, and they, you know they just ended up having to put them on the sidelines. I've worked for my dream, and I've ended up having to put it on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. But what she doesn't know is his backstory, which turns out that he was born the sexiest baby alive. <laughs> Never had to work for anything in his life. And women just threw themselves at him his whole life, and then he finally found his refuge in music. But then his producer was a lady who just wanted to have sex with him anyway, so she just produced him to be like this naked guy. What, what was the? <laughs> What was, what was the, the album title? It showed him, like, hanging himself by a noose. Oh, it was called He's Hung. Yeah, He's Hung, like a red background. Him, like, in bondage gear, hanging himself by a noose. The original, I think he was supposed to be in a jungle or something very out there. So the green screen's for, okay? <laughs> so so that was pretty funny. But then, then he gave up on his music career after two weeks, which, to him, 
you know, two weeks of, of, of being denied is like so much when he's like this perfect person who everything is handed to him on a plate. Like he walked in to get the job and it's like, oh, you're here you go. You're a bartender now. So he's he tells her this. He's like, oh, I tried for two weeks. And she's just like, what? It's kind of like a slap in the face to her in a sense because she's worked hard for, like she said, she's worked hard for everything her entire life. And here she thinks she could, you know, talk to him about, you know, their creative artsy stuff and, you know, finds out like, oh, yeah, no, two weeks, I'm over it. She's like, really? But I, I thought that was funny that she just got up and she didn't even have sex with him. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, you kind of, I guess with hookups, you got to have at least some semblance of, respect from just not knowing them yeah. but once you lose respect it's just kind of like uh... now do you think she dropped the drink on Jessica on purpose or was it an accident so she can get that alone time with him totally on purpose you think okay. totally on purpose because there's no reason she would reach for the drink to try it and what was the drink that Jessica created to get a close Dutch to orgy a Dutch orgy does that exist in real life or did she I wait you've never had a Dutch orgy no really <laughs> Okay, kidding? so you make a Dutch orgy by no, I'm just no, it's ter- it's just there's there's a there's an old game that you can play where if you take a nationality and an adjective, I guess in this case it was a verb, you can create it either works as drinks or it works as sexual positions or things like that. Okay, one like try it. Just take a city name and take a random word and put it together. Okay, Los Angeles. And a random word? Yeah, just a random word. Los Angeles car. That's the lamest <laughs> yeah, one ever. People like to use words like Boston. People like to use words New like uh, Cleveland, New York. Okay. It's like, have you ever had a New York gainer? That sounds like a drink. It's not a drink. It's nothing. But if you put a city name before a word, there you go. What about a Boston lover? That sounds like a drink. Yeah. It sounds I'm like proud there of myself. I made a drink. Yeah, you made a drink. Boston works really well. Yeah, okay. Because everything related, never mind. <laughs> everything related to Boston just sounds like a drink. I don't know. And you know, the sad thing, I should know this. I used to bartend. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. People make up drinks all the time at the bar, and they try to tell the bartender that it's a drink, and it's not. Um, but yeah, so she's she's not having it, because of course we find out that she was on a, she went she moved to Paris which turned out to not be fun because of French guys who look like, um, what's that guy's name? The comedian, Russell Brand. Oh, man. He looked just like Russell Brand, and he's just like, <laughs> hey, she's guys. sewing, working overtime. Nobody likes that. And then she finally gets her big break flying out to... To work for the ex... Oh, I think she's still in the Pussycat Dolls. Nicole Scherzinger. Scherzinger. Scherzinger, yeah. Nicole, Nicole Scherzinger. Scherzinger. And uh, she's a total bitch to her. Yeah. Total, total, total bitch. And it really reminded me of Zoolander. It's like, I'm sorry, is my pin too big for your ass? It's because she's like doing the thing. And it's like, no, it's still not good. I came here all the way to be in this hot weather and wear your crappy clothes that you apparently spent months on creating for me. Well, screw you, you're fired. And that's her thing. But that's like, she worked hard to get to where she was. She worked hard for a dream. And then it just kind of crumbled because of terrible people mm-hmm. but he's like he worked hard for his dream for two weeks and then yeah well to him that's what working hard is he's never had to struggle like most people so i mean in a sense i think jess and fab i think they both want each other's life actually they're kind of like i think fab would want that you know to have children kind of settle down and see how that is and jessica you know wishes she could have went to paris and be with all those dirty french guys so i gotta ask you from your experience yes 
is it as obvious to guys as it is to girls when somebody wants to have sex with you? Like, because the bartender's just like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> these two women just want to have sex with me. No, I, you know, for me, um, no, not so much. I don't know. It's it, it just depends. There, actually, there are some people that are just really, like, blunt to, like, okay, like, you just come on really, really strong, and you can tell, and it's kind of like, oh, you're in my space. Get out of my little space. But for the most part, some people are slick about it. But okay, cause, I don't know. What about for a guy? I mean, they were, bring, they were being pretty obvious. And yeah. some for a guy, sometimes it's super obvious, and you're just like, the, the problem is, is you go to the bar because you're trying to meet someone. You're trying to look for the connection. That's the, that's the allure of the show, Mixology, is because a lot of people do this. They do go to bars to try to meet somebody new because maybe, hopefully, in this crazy world, they'll meet someone they connect with and maybe something will happen even though bars are, like, the worst place to meet a future significant other. True. But they do it anyway. And this in this case, it's just super obvious, and some people just... Maybe you go there because you want to have sex with somebody, but if somebody comes up to you and they're being super forward, it really just puts you off. True. It really does. Because as much as you might want to have sex at that moment, you're more put off by like, because um, so, cause guys, as guys, we're so used to doing the chasing. Exactly. So like when women start doing the chasing, it's super obvious to us. And then we're just like, kind of like, well, if I'm, if I'm being chased, I don't really know like what to do because you used to kind of being the one on the chase so you don't when the tables are turned it's it's an uncomfortable feeling no that that you know that's very true for most women i think in the sense you know when yeah when you start chasing the guy you, know, you show more interest in them they're kind of like uh okay but if you show like uh oh, whatever then they start chasing you and then that's what usually works so so that's kind of what's going on with them she gets her drink spilled on her dress and then she's in the bathroom cleaning it off for a while finally she leaves or fab leaves him Calling him an idiot, and he's just like, nobody's ever been that hard on me before. And he's going to fall in love with her. That's a prediction. Yeah, that, there you go right there. <laughs> um, well, we're kind of seeing who everyone's going to he- end up with at the end of the night at mm-hmm. this point. Because you're really thinking that, um, that what what is his name, Cam? Cal. Cal. That Cal's going to end up with Casey. Mm-hmm. You think that Bruce is going to end up with Jessica. Uh, Jessica. You think that Dom's going to end up with Fab now. Mm-hmm. And now Tom is going to end up with uh, Maya. Maya. And Liv and Ron. Oh, who knows? We don't know about that. Well, Liv and Ron are, are, Liv and Ron are like the, the hopeful. Yes. But like there's always the awkward moment where you totally screw something up and True. you don't know whether you can do it back. And that's what, that's kind of what, uh, it's kind of what Cal and uh, Casey. Casey are going through right now. Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, he he screwed it up, but she screwed it up, but they're in that kind of awkward phase where they're either never going to talk to each other again or one of, them, one of them is going to make the move to make this come around and have it and be apologize. something. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, because she's got to understand, like, look, dude, I mean, I saw you hug the bartender after I just found out you slept with him 20 minutes ago. Like... I mean, do you blame me? Plus, you got two burgers. I mean, you're full now. <laughs> Good mood. Grass-fed beef. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah, so, okay, so moving on to, let's move on to Bruce, Cal, and Tom. Their operation was just to get that booth. <laughs> operation Booth uh, Infiltration. Booth. And it, it's true. Nobody wants to meet a guy. I don't. I don't want to talk to a guy by a bathroom or that's standing up against a wall. It's nice to come and, you know, cozy and hang out in a booth. Well, the booth is... Uh, the booth is good. Like the show, the show likes to play on like the the rules of 
the rules of the bar. Mm-hmm. And these writers have kind of written the rules. I love these writers. Out. They're very awesome. good at this because it's it's those common sense things that happen in real life that you don't even really think about, but when you do, then it becomes that. Because the the booth, when you have three guys, the goal is to get like three girls. And when there's two guys on the outside, followed by a girl, followed by the guy and his girl, then the girls are going to be more likely to not ask to get out. And then if one of their friends wants to stay, the other ones aren't going to want to leave. It kind of just makes it as the central hub for the bar. Because if they go to the bathroom, they're gonna, they can leave their purse there, go to the bathroom and come back. But then they're naturally going to come back as opposed to, hey, we're standing up. She doesn't want to leave her purse here. So she's going to take it with her, and then that leaves the opportunity for her to come out of the bathroom and somebody else start talking to her, and then you're screwed because you were standing up. You didn't have a booth. You didn't have your base of operations. There you go. And in this app, well, I, well, so Tom and Bruce, they went to go get some women for the booth, and they left Cal there to babysit the booth. And what does Cal do? He sees a beautiful model, and she asks, can I bring my model friends? But she didn't specify there were girls or guys have you ever done that where like i'm going back on cal holding down the booth one man have you ever done that where you just feel awkward when like you go to a restaurant and they sit you like you come with you go with your girlfriend you go on a date or something and they give you this gigantic table yes and you're just like um because the problem with that is if it's just the two of you you have no excuse to get closer it's kind of like i'm over it's kind of like Hey, Candace, how you doing over there? I'm doing good. It's like, here, let me slide around. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. It's kind of awkward. So seeing him, like, I'm holding down the booth. Holding it down, guys. It doesn't. <laughs> it's funny. Or when you, like, have, like, you're going to a birthday party and everyone shows up late and you're, like, the first one to arrive on time and it's a party of 20 and there's just three people, like you said, like, spread out, like, one person here, one person there, and one person there, so... Always awkward, but yeah. Then the the, uh, the she she's like, hey, I got a bunch of friends. They're a little drunk, but they're all models. They like to sit at the booth with us. She knew what she was doing. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Women are devious. devious. That's why. That's why you got to see the models before you give it up to the models. That Good sounded point. totally out of context. <laughs> Please don't make a sound drop of that, Marissa. But um, yeah, so they're all male models. They the, Bruce has his two girls. He's like, hey, these are two random girls I met at the bar. <laughs> All right, Bruce, standards high as always. And then we get uh then we get Tom who got Maya and Casey cuz they're trying to get up. Maya and Liv. He picked up Maya and Liv. Yeah, yes, sorry guys. He uh kind of killed it for Ron. I think Ron killed it for Ron. I know. <laughs> no, Casey killed it for Ron. Ron kind of <laughs> killed it for Ron cuz you can come back from that. You think so? You can come back from that. How would you have come back from that? Look, if somebody walks up to you saying they've had sex with you and you don't know who they are and you've never seen them before, be like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's the wrong person. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't... He killed... He shot himself in the foot when he acknowledged that he might have had sex with her. True. That's the thing that shoots you in the foot. If if somebody walks up to you... And, like, if I walked up to you and was like, was like, oh, we had a great night the other night and, and you were what? in front of your boyfriend. Exactly. You? Like, who the, who the hell are you? Yeah. You're not going to be like, oh, um, was it, uh... Yeah. That's that's how he shot himself in the foot. It was a misunderstanding that he just messed up badly. And it clued into the fact that he's probably had so many girls from this bar, from this area, that he just doesn't even remember their names, doesn't remember that. And then when it comes to, like, oh, it's more closely to 200, maybe. 
And I love how he said it's, oh, it's because I'm you know, British. You know, we like to have, you know, fun and a good time. So, you know, it's like. We're the- open with our body parts. <laughs> yes. Open with my man parts. <laughs> yes. Okay, guys. Um, 101, you don't discuss your number the first time you're meeting no. someone, especially the first night. You don't discuss your number the second time or third ne- or fourth time. Never. You know, you just don't discuss your number. You no. know, your number can just stay with you because no. nobody tells the truth anyway. So there's no even point discussing it. And if it if you're going to tell the truth, you know, you just shouldn't if it's over like 150. Like that's no, you shouldn't. And for a woman, um, I don't know. If it's this movie is similar to this. It's called What's Your Number with Anna. Mm-hmm. I love her in this movie. It's funny because in the movie, she read an article in Cosmo that you know any woman that goes over 20 in her lifetime, she's never getting married. So she the whole movie she goes about trying to find like her ex partners. But anyways. It's just kind of like, you know, this Ron thing. He should have kind of, like, just picked a number and went with it, like, five or ten. Not, like, acknowledge, like, a hundred. Like, what was he thinking? <laughs> it, it's terrible. Guys lie to their friends about their number. <laughs> really? Yeah, of course they do. Because they, they want a better story. I mean, the, the whole of humanity is based on exaggeration. Sure. Every every great tale of Vikings, every great tale told through the century is an exaggeration of something that's fairly normal, but it doesn't sound cool to say. And then when their friends tell it, they exaggerate it even more. I mean, it's life is just a big freaking game of telephone if you really think about it. And when you're talking about your number, there's just... There's so many times guys will just lie about it because they want their friends to be like, oh, that's so sick. And in this case, it's sad that it's sad if he wasn't lying about it, because then it then everything he says doesn't hold water. It's like, oh, finally a girl I like. It's like, I mean, you say that you met her tonight, and you're kind of just like trading boxers back and forth. And I mean, you're having your fun games, but really, like, if your number's over a hundred, man, that's kind of, I mean, you're having a connection. You think for the night? Yeah, I mean, I've had girls tell me their number before. And like, it doesn't really put me off that much. But when it's what's like the super high, you've got? what's the biggest <laughs> number I've told you? <laughs> you mean like that somebody's told me? Yeah, I think like below twenty. And like that's for for somebody who's like in their mid to late twenties. That's mm-hmm. kind of like okay. Yeah, I mean, there's three hundred sixty five days in a year. That's I mean, you got to say that. Yeah. But for somebody to say over 100, to somebody say over, like, 30, over 40, that's kind of like... Gross. Okay, well, we can, like, hang out, but you <laughs> better be showing me some papers if we're going to do anything, because yes. that's that's crazy. That's yeah. gross. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, there's a... Ugh, I mean, that's... There's, there's a terrible analogy out there, and I'm going to get called sexist for this, but somebody's like, well, why why is it terrible when... I sleep with a bunch of people, but when you sleep with a bunch of people, it's, it's wrong. It's like, well, a key that opens a lot of locks is a master key, but a lock that's opened by any key, it's a pretty terrible lock. <laughs> that's awful. It's, a, it's, but it, it's been going around, that, that, that saying's been going around for a while. I'm probably not usually set on air, but. Well, and also there's another analogy to that too, why it's kind of okay for men to be more, you know, promiscuous than women because, and they don't get as attached as women because as a man, you kind of, you enter and you leave, but as a woman, we take it in and then. It's more like, you know, I don't do this, this wrong. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, 
pain is more like they get like attached and emotional, and the man could just like leave, and you know he doesn't have any attachments to it. So. Guys, guys do get that's that's a common misconception though. Guys do get attached and emotional. They just it's just kind of like it's it's it, you got to weigh it though, and it's different because as guys you just wrap it and you're good. As women, it's kind of like it's different, and it's kind of more. I mean, I don't really know how to explain it. There's like it's a connection. A, it's you get a, it's a little a, attachment. It's a it's a different connotation for for yeah. different people, and it's like I know it's sexist to say that in some respects, but at the same time, we are different people. Like it's different different anatomies. There's different things going on. So yeah. people think different. You don't you don't know. I can't tell you what you think. You can't tell me what I think unless you can read minds, which I don't think you can. <laughs> um. So after our after our sexy number tangent, let's uh. Yes, let's let's move, let's move on. <laughs> I mean, let's. So yeah, he shot him. Dom shot himself in the foot. Yes. Uh, and then and they K- walk away. And then Casey sees Ron in the light and notices, like, oh my gosh, I thought you were so and so. I forget the name. And she's like, you're not him. And he's like, no. I kind of wish he would have got her to go over and tell Liv, like, oh, she made a mistake. But I think that's even worse, yeah. though. You yeah. you bring a girl who you already kind of admitted to you might have had sex with, and then you bring her over and have her say, <laughs> yeah. hey, I didn't have sex with him. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not no, going to fly. No. She'd be like, that's really weird. He went and talked to her and made her come over here to tell me that, and I barely know this guy. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's interesting, though, that this show is all filmed to supposed to be in one night. Though. I love it, though. It's it's, the writers are doing a really good job of keeping you intrigued and just guessing what comes next and interested in it also. So. And who is going to end up with who. Yes. And, I, again, I'm not, I'm actually going to change what I said earlier. I think I think maybe we'll see only one one or two people get together. I don't think everyone's going to go home. Because at the end of the night, if they're going to play on the reality of the bar situation, mm-hmm. you know, there's people who go to bars and they just randomly hook up. There's people who... Are going looking for love. Go to bars looking for love. But nine times out of ten, you go to the bar looking for these things and you go home alone. And, I mean, that's the reality of it. It is. So, you know, they're playing this up and you do. You do have those random connections that you run into at a bar and then you kind of split off. And then you might see them again that night or you might not. But all in all, even if you do, you either get a number and that's it or you get like a kiss. Or But then you go home and you're alone. So I could see I could see the season finale being most of them just end up at home alone because that's the reality of what happens. That's the reality of what happens. Wow, that was really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So what else do we have to cover here? Let's get into some predictions. Well, did we cover all the characters? We did. We got uh Liv, Ron, Maya, um Casey. We got her. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Go for um, I mean, I just said my prediction. I said, I mean, that was for the finale, which is in how many weeks? The finale, I believe this is a thir- eight, is it eight episode or 13 episode order. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, but um, I think, I think we got a few more episodes left. I think we got left. a few more episodes left. But, yeah, I mean, I still think, I think we're going to see, okay, here... Let's rephrase predictions. Okay. If we can choose one people to get together at the end of night to go home together, who would you think it would be? I am team Liv and Ron. I just want them to hook up, be together. I don't, I don't think she's supposed to be with her fiancé. I think they're destined to be together. Okay, I think Liv's going to break up with her fiancé, but she's not going to get up with Ron. 
I think Ron is the temptation that makes her realize she's not right for her fiance, but I don't think Ron is the right guy for her. Yeah, you see, I think Liv is going to be the one to make Ron change. I know, I know, you, there's that saying, you can never change a man in his ways, but I think she's going to be the one. I don't know why women are so obsessed with finding a guy they can change. It's because it's like a little goal. It's a little it's challenge. A little, yeah, but once you change him, he's not who you love anymore. I mean, that's, that's, that's it. And then if you can't change him, it just drives you crazy. You need to find somebody who you don't want to change, who you just like how they are. Girls, seriously. Um... I think it's going to be Maya and Tom. Maya and Tom. I think it's going to be Maya and Tom who probably end up going home alone, but they're the ones who they'll clue into they have something starting up. And then as far as going home for the hookup, Fab's going to go home alone. Uh, And what's her name? Jessica? Jessica. Jessica's going to go home with Bruce. I think so too. But you know what? I think Dominic and Fab are going to have, like, a little connection just because she told him off. And he's like, holy crap. But that might be going into next season. Next season, yeah, Yeah, season two. I don't think they'd pull that out this Um, episode unless he makes a move at her in, like, the next few episodes. True. All right. I mean, that's it. That's all we got. Um, Where can we find you, Candice? You can find me at Candy Buen, C-A-N-D-I-E-B-U-E-N on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Stephen Lemieux on Twitter, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, one of these sides here, as well as on the Twisted After Show and the Helix After Show, both finales this week. Be sure to check them out. Thank you again for tuning us in for the mixology. Thank you for letting me be in the panel oh, today. Thank you for being here, sir. I wouldn't be solo. <laughs> you'll have your you'll have your Miriam and Stefan back next week. You can find Stefan at I Am More Fire and Miriam Gonzalez at... Um, Miriam Gonzalez on Facebook. Miriam L. Gonzalez. Miriam L. Gonzalez. Gonzalez. And you, there's Marissa. 13 episodes. 13, so we got five more? We got, a, we got can this we do was, math? This eight. eight. Yeah, so this so is we episode five, so we got nine, eight 10, more. 9, 10, 11, 12, five more. Five more. <laughs> five more. Yes, if this is eight and there's 13, five more. Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.